So I think that a lot of people are travel blogging, but are they making money? Are they doing it well? Are they like actually providing useful content? Like you can't just bang on the keyboard, click publish and actually help somebody or have any money rolling in. Like it, it's going to sound cheesy and cliche, but you do actually have to have a passion for it. You You do. And there's no way around it. If you don't like it, it's going to come through in your writing. Uh, if you don't like it, you're probably going to give up. Pretty much most travel blogs, they just give up. So it seems super saturated because everybody and their mom can start a website um, for fairly cheap and, and very easy. But are you actually doing it well? And do you know what you're doing? And are you actually making money? This is Debbie and welcome to another episode of The Offbeat Life, where I speak to inspiring individuals who ditched the norm to become location independent. We'll learn how to create sustainable laptop lifestyles from the experts that will help us achieve freedom from our nine to five. Hey everyone, I'm so excited for this week's episode with Nina Ragosa, who is an adventurer and traveler who's been abroad since 2011. She is also the founder of the blog Where in the World is Nina and has a life mission of traveling, living, and working on all continents. Nina takes you around the world with her sassy yet informative writing and gives a lowdown on how to work abroad and travel like a badass. Listen on to find out more about Nina's experiences while working abroad. Hey, Nina, thank you so much for being here today. I'm so excited to talk to you about your lifestyle. How are you? Hey, Debbie. Thanks for having me. Yay. (laughs) We're finally chatting. Um, I'm doing great. How are you? (laughs) I'm good. Nina, it's so funny. So we were talking before we were doing this interview and we realized that we're only an hour and a half away from each other. (laughs) We didn't realize it. It's so weird. I know I'm home in Florida and, you know, I only come back maybe like once a year for a visit. So I, I didn't even think to ask you, like, where are you? And you didn't think to ask me where I was because we were regularly, I guess, traveling or just, you know, always somewhere else. So, oh, <laughs> uh, well, how, we're, we're going to meet up, guys, by the way. We're going to do this in person. We're going to meet live in person. So see what a podcast can do. We actually <laughs> get to meet people in person and not just on a call. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> when they remember to ask each other where they are. <laughs> So Nina, your life has been so interesting. You have been at this since 2011, I believe. So why do you live an offbeat life? I guess because... I want to, (laughs) but I didn't, I did it all by accident. And, um, I, I didn't think, um, I, I, this, none of this was planned. Um, so I live it now because it's just what kind of happened. Um, and really it all just kind of was an accident and I didn't think I could do it, but once I realized that I could and I kept working on it, it just, I was like, all right, well, I'm just going to let this keep going. And, um, and, and I, and I love it and I don't plan on changing it anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> so how did you actually get to the point where you wanted to leave your secure life in the United States and start traveling pretty much all over the world? I mean, I wanted to do it way before it actually happened. I, I just had this this thing in me where I was like, okay, I really want to travel. I know, like nobody else has had that thought, right? <laughs> very, very new. Um, so I'm, I'm like just really, you know, racking my brain trying to be like, you know, how can I travel a lot? It's it's expensive, you know, in my mind then. It was like, oh, it's like super expensive. 
you know, I, I obviously have to work. How can I make this happen? So I, I really was totally clueless for years. And I just did, you know, what everybody else does, you know, do a little one month trip in Europe after I graduated from university, um, took a one week vacation one year to, you know, go to Dominica and the Caribbean and, you know, just kind of vacationed like normal people and was, you know, really annoyed that that's all I got. And, you know, but in my mind, I'm like, okay, like, realistically speaking, Nina, you, you need to work, right? So I just, I kept on just searching online and working three jobs because I'm like, whatever it's going to be, I'm going to need money. So I'm like working three jobs and I just kept on having like teaching English pop up when I was researching and I was like, all right, well, I mean, that will earn me some money. I get to live in another country, you know, and then I can maybe like teach in another country and then live there for a bit and travel there. So the the teaching English thing kind of came up and I just went for it. I was super scared. I was trying to convince anyone who would listen to me to come with me. I'm like, so doesn't this sound amazing? Do you, do you like want to do this too? Because I don't want to do it alone. And I was just like freaking out about doing this alone. But then thinking at the same time, I'm just never going to do it because I just, I just need to do it. Um, nobody, if nobody wants to come with me, I'm not going to sit here and wait. Now at this point, it's been a few years. Um, I've been working three jobs for two years at this point. I just, I just needed to get a move on with it. I went to Thailand first, taught English, and then eight years later. Oops. (laughs) So when you were in Thailand and you were doing teaching English abroad, you already had that set. You found a way to actually create income while you were, while you were on the road and while you were traveling. How did you transition from doing that to actually doing and creating an income online? Yeah. So again, like my life is just one big accident that I just stumbled onto totally on accident. I was actually looking for another job in another place in Thailand, another teaching position because I'm okay. I lived in Ayutthaya, Thailand. It's like one hour North of Bangkok, super cute town, but I was like, you know, I'm kind of doing this to travel. So it would be nice to just go teach English in another town so that I could have that experience. So I'm looking online and I stumble upon something that said online English teacher. And I'm like, say what? <laughs> let me let me dig into this. Like, what does this even mean? And so I found out that you could teach English online. So I was totally keen to see what that was about. Um, that would offer me more freedom. I got the job. It's like a huge thing now, but I was doing this like eight years ago or maybe like seven and a half years ago now. So now it's only grown to be such a huge thing that everybody is talking about teaching English online and it's such an awesome opportunity. And so once I found that and, you know, I'm like telling some of my other teacher friends, Oh my God, I got this job teaching online, like teaching in Thailand's great, but I definitely make more money online and I get more flexibility. And then my other friend was like, Oh yeah, you know, I do some things online too. I just found, you know, people want you to write about your travel stories, you know, for their blogs and and online magazines and stuff. And I'm like, well, that's pretty cool too. So I kind of started dabbling a little bit in that. Didn't get paid very much, but I'm living in Thailand at this point. And, you know, I, at one point was living on $10 a day because that's how little (laughs) it sometimes can cost. So I was totally fine with any of that stuff. And just the next thing, you know, I kept finding all these other random gigs online. I was just freelancing and teaching English online and just literally any job I could find online. I just ate it up. I, I was writing my story for other people 
And then I was like, why don't I kind of do this for myself? Because I I was already, I'm not going to call it blogging. It was more like online journaling because I was like, hey, mom, you know, this is what I did today. Hey, mom and dad, you know, I'm not dead. (laughs) Uh, You know, I went to this waterfall today or I went and, you know, was on a motorbike and did this. And it, it was just kind of a little story about what I was doing. And so friends and family could could keep track. And, and then people were asking me how I was living in Thailand and teaching. So I would just kind of write a little bit on there so that I could send them a link because I was going to be too lazy to send them a whole novel on Facebook Messenger, let's say. And it just, that just kind of, I, I was like, well, maybe I can make my blog better and offer better information. And then little by little, I was like, oh, this is, this is a job. Like people actually are bloggers and this is a job and I can make money. And so I just started teaching myself everything I know, everything I know, I taught myself and just went with it. And literally all of it is just an accident and me being like, oh, let me look into this more and see what I can do with it. And here I am. And so now I just blog. That's all I do now. I don't teach English anymore. I don't freelance for anybody else. And Unless they're paying me very well. <laughs> and um, <laughs> that's, that's about it. <laughs> it's so funny that you started all of this stuff uh, with blogging. I mean, because you just wanted to keep in touch with your family back home. And you had so much to say. And now this is what you do full time. And a lot of people are bloggers now. And you did this a long time ago, you know, ago when Mm. it was still fairly new and it wasn't as saturated. How has it changed now the blogging community and the blogging world when you started and how it is now? Oh man. Okay. So this is something I, okay, I kind of kick myself for this, but then again, I don't because everything kind of just happens for a reason, you know, and you can't, you can't go back and change it. So I, I, I don't want to kick myself for it, but I, I, I almost can't answer that question because I didn't really know I was blogging. I didn't, I didn't understand that that's what I was doing. I didn't know that it was a job. If I knew what I knew today, then like I would probably be maybe like <laughs> way bigger <laughs> or something. Not, not that I, I'm trying to be like famous or anything. I'm definitely not. I just, you know, I definitely could have started making money on my blog way before. And I maybe could have gotten that, you know, extra leg in before other people. Again, I'm like totally self-taught. And I think that that maybe I'm really glad that I'm self-taught. But also I think if I would have realized, you know, just take a course or pay somebody to do this in the beginning, I could have... I could have been a little higher up or, yeah. or you know what I mean? I, things, things could be a little bit different. So I almost can't even comment on how things have changed. I, I, I definitely know now looking back, if I knew what I knew today, I mean, I would have like probably 10 times the traffic, 10 times the money, all of that. So things are definitely a little bit more saturated now. Yes. But I think that the travel blogging community only seems more saturated than it is because so many people are like, Oh, I'm going to start a blog and like make money yesterday. And it's like, okay, good luck with that dude. Like, okay, (laughs) it's not happening. And um, so I think that a lot of people are travel blogging, but are they making money? Are they doing it well? Are they like actually providing useful content? Like you can't just bang on the keyboard, click publish and, you know, actually help somebody or have any money rolling in. Like it's going to sound cheesy and cliche, but you do actually have to have a passion for it. You, You do. And there's no way around it. If you don't like it, it's going to come through in your writing. If you don't like it, you're probably going to give up. Like pretty much most travel blogs, they just give up. So it seems super saturated because everybody and their mom can start 
a website for fairly cheap and, and very easy, but are you actually doing it well? And do you know what you're doing? And are you actually making money doing it? Like, I don't know, I saw another travel blogger put some stat out there that a very, very small percentage actually makes money doing this because they don't know. They they don't know how to. Yeah, it's so true. (laughs) I mean, there's so many people out there who start a travel blog and that's only a small percentage that actually makes it. And I have a few friends who are big travel bloggers and it's crazy how you all know each other. You all know each other or have heard each other or someone you know knows them because it's such a small community. Even though it's very saturated, there's only like maybe two or 3% of you that are actually big and are making a lot of money from it. So it's, it's very big. But it's also very small in that sense. Yeah. And it takes a really long time to actually be respected and do this craft well, like with anything else. And right now there's a lot of courses happening, but still you still have to do the work, even though you're learning. And I mean, we can all say that too, right, Nina? Like we can say, I wish I had known what I know now before, like 10 years ago, but but it takes a long time to totally. learn all of these things. And I mean, it's it's amazing though. And we're also blessed to be able to have online anything that we pretty much want to do and make money from this, which is pretty incredible. <laughs> oh, God. oh my God. Yeah. Like I, I am so thankful <laughs> that I can work online, be my own boss, that I can you know, just have that freedom. Before we started the podcast, I was talking to you about my sister. Again, everything's totally fine, but she did have to have a procedure done. And I was able to like just bust out my laptop while sitting in the little hospital chair right next to her while she was napping, you know, because she just had this procedure done and and I could be there for her still getting work done slash if I didn't want to take my laptop out, I still would have been making money in, in the background, you know? And uh, my mom's moving, so I'm helping her with that. And, you know, all of these things are going on with my family. And I'm, I'm just very thankful I was able to come here, help them with all of these things without freaking out. Because if I had a regular, you know, as bad as it sounds, if I had a regular nine to five, I'd probably be able to be like, what? Oh, let me come on a Saturday and help you a little bit. But here I am taking off, you know, days and weeks, really to help them do these things. And so it just, it affords me so much. And I'm, I'm glad I stuck it out because it took me a long time to make money. Again, I self-taught myself. So <laughs> <laughs> I, I definitely took the long route. That's for sure. Like I look back and I'm just like, oh my God, it was like staring me in the face for like years before it like clicked. And then I finally was like, okay, I can do this thing. And then it just started working and I was like, ugh. I only knew. So again, I'm not kicking myself. I'm not kicking myself. I'm just going to keep on telling myself that. It's like my little mantra or something because again, yeah, I definitely could have done better before, but everything happens for a reason. And, and I, yeah, I could have hired so many people to do this and that for me, but I'm actually kind of a psycho control freak. So it's really good that I, that I taught myself because if I ever do hire somebody eventually to help me, which I do have people that help me, but certain other things like fixing my website, I'm like just a crazy <laughs> person. Um, so I want to do that. And, and, and I know how to do it. So I always had this like nervous, this thing in my mind that how am I going to pay somebody to do something yeah. and, and know that they did it? 
you know? So I'm so happy I taught myself because now it's like, okay, I'm paying you to do this. And yeah. by the way, I know how to do it. So I'm going to actually check and know that you did it. Yeah. You know, so yeah, everything's all good, but it definitely afforded my freedom mm-hmm. now. And I'm very happy. <laughs> you know, that's really true. I was speaking to another person the other day about this because as entrepreneurs, it's pretty normal for us to be perfectionist and we want it done our way. And it can be mm. really hard to take someone in and have them get control over a certain job or a certain tasks that we have in our business. And But then if you have done it already, you know how to train that person, they could pretty much do what you did, sometimes maybe even a little better. Mm-hmm. And it changes everything and it changes the whole business for you. But it's really hard to give it up. And I totally understand that. It's so funny. A lot of people I've spoken to think about this and they're like, oh my God, no, they can't do it this way. They can't do it that way. It takes a long time to train someone. It's it's a headache. <laughs> mm. Yeah. And, but you know what, to anybody who is listening to this, who is like, yeah, I don't want to hire anybody. I don't have the money or, you know, I want to keep more of the money for myself at the moment. As soon as I started spending money and hiring people to do things, I literally started making more money because it affords you that extra time to do the things that you cannot hire anybody to do. Cause it has to come from you. Like I'm not like, nobody can write about the place that I just went to it's my experience, you know? So, and I was always behind, let's say on writing my articles or or whatever it is, or just something else on your plate that you keep pushing back, hire somebody to do the random tedious tasks, which is what I have. And I just have this template for them to, you know, this little checklist. And I'm like, do this, that, whatever. And I'm like on top of them and make sure that they do it. And now I, you know, my VA has been with me for like a year. He's really great. Very nice. Does exactly what I need. It's he does a lot of the easy things that are very, very easy. And and maybe you're like, oh, well, I can do that and save money. And it's like, but you can also do that and save time. And what is time? Time is money. So definitely don't be scared to hire people. (laughs) It's really crucial for you to have someone to do all of the tedious tasks, because if you think about it, okay, you have all of this knowledge. How much is your time worth? If you're paying somebody mm-hmm. $15, $20 an hour, but you're worth like $200 an hour, why are you doing $20 an hour type of jobs, right? Like it just doesn't make any sense. That's exactly. So right. if you think about mm-hmm. it that way, you can do the $500 an hour jobs and make more money, like Nina is saying, or you could do the $15 an hour job <laughs> and keep it that way. So it's It's Mm -hmm. an investment for sure. And I know in the beginning, it's really hard to do that. But I honestly, so when I started making money with my podcast and with social media, with branding and all of that stuff, I actually created a separate account for it and just paid my business through all of the monies I'm earning from that. And then you take out a little bit for yourself so that you always feel like you're getting paid. But it pays for itself. Mm -hmm. All of your business, it pays for itself. And you really have to think about it as an investment and what it's giving you in the long run, which is really important. Totally. Yep. Agreed. I mean, worst comes to worst, you can always try it for a month or two and just... And just to test how much extra time you have to do those important higher paying tasks, like you said. I mean, I'm not lying when I say this. As soon as I started hiring people, I literally (laughs) made more money, even though money was going out to paying them. So once you see that, you know, test it for a month or two and you'll never go back. (laughs) 
Yeah, absolutely. It's so true. And also make sure you give yourself a little time to adjust to that person for them to adjust to you. You have to be patient Mm -hmm. when you're actually training them because it also reflects on how you train those people, right? If you're not a good person to train them, then it's going to take them a longer time to do it. So make sure you do that. And if you're frustrated, maybe it's because you're not explaining it well. And one of the things that I've done that's been really helpful for me is I actually started creating videos to do it. So I don't have to keep explaining it over and over again. Me and too. it's there and they yeah right isn't that so much more helpful yeah i have a little video yeah. and then a checklist so you can always go back and just be like oh yeah how do i do that yeah and then just it's on your checklist <laughs> you probably have a video stop asking it. me it's right there <laughs> asking you you know exactly. they're not the right person yeah. <laughs> that's exactly right and you know and you might go through a person or two so yeah. don't give up after the first person the first person was always like for my first VA, I was like, Oh my God, this is like a bad experience. Cause we're always late doing things bad, just doing things too quickly. And I was like patient at first and just gave like probably, you know, 20 chances to this person and, and was very understanding. And then just, it was time to move on, find another person. Oh. And he ended up being much better. So yeah, just be patient. That's the thing. They're right. learning. You're also learning like they're learning. Exactly. So Nina, you've done so much already. You created this incredible blog and you've lived a really full life. You've experienced so many things. What has been the biggest setback that you've encountered so far and how did you handle it? My biggest setback since, I mean, oh, I guess I haven't really thought too much about it. I almost can't think of a setback. I mean, going back to what we were maybe speaking about before about, you know, me being like stubborn and just like teaching myself everything. And I, you know, I definitely could have been where I am at today, I think a little bit sooner. I wouldn't necessarily call that a setback though. Like it's just another experience to add under my belt that, you know, made me who I am, made my blog what it is. I almost want to say I haven't really had any setbacks. I mean, I think I I am a person who kind of just takes things as they come and uses it as a stepping stone, as an experience under my belt to just continue moving forward. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to knock on wood right now. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I don't think I've had necessarily any setbacks. No, I I, I like how everything has gone. Sure. Things could have gone a little bit better here, a little bit better there. I could have done this instead of that, but I mean, that's just life. And uh, again, I don't, I don't consider those setbacks. Yeah. (laughs) I find it really interesting too, that a lot of the people that I've spoken to have said something as similar as you because you're the type of person that don't see certain things as setbacks, things that will stop you in your tracks. It's something that you're learning from and not necessarily something that is going to stop you from reaching your goal. So that's always Mm -hmm. a really good outlook and how life is treating you, you know, how you're given certain obstacles and you don't even look at it as such. Or even if you do, you just keep going. You know, you just keep going Mm -hmm. and you reach that goal no matter what. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's exactly it. I mean, I guess, I don't know if it's, if it's luck or just my outlook on life. I I don't know, but yeah, I, I I think I'm going to continue thinking (laughs) this this way for sure. I mean, it's working for you. So that's really good. And it's working for a lot of people. (laughs) Yeah. 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 You definitely, I mean, again, super cliche and silly, but 
once you experience it, you understand those cliches, you know, you just got to keep moving forward, keep going, never give up all those like <laughs> really cheesy lines that you hear, you know, the cat hanging on to the to the tree, and it says don't let go, keep going or something. And <laughs> that that poster in your doctor's office or something. It's like, it's so true, you know, when you think about things, and you're just like, oh, so cheesy. <laughs> but it just go for it. Just think that way. Go ahead, be a cheesy person. So Nina, you talked a lot about if you could go back, you would do certain things a different way. What would be the biggest thing you think you would change if you could go back in the past that you know now about blogging that you would tell yourself to do? Right. I'd probably hire somebody a little bit sooner. I definitely was very hesitant. And maybe I would have, you know, when you are reading something and and looking at something and thinking, there's a way around this. That sounds like a lot of work. I think I'm going to try and take a shortcut or something or, oh, that can't really be that important. You know, that sounds like a lot of work, you know? And and I, I told myself that a few times about things that are relating to blogging. I guess, I, I don't know, maybe a lot of people aren't going to understand when I say this. I'm sure you will. And m- maybe some people who have thought about blogging, just learning about SEO and, and getting traffic to your blog and, and the ways to do so. I just didn't realize the importance of it. And I was like, oh, I'm just going to use like free tools and all of that. I always tried to find like the free way to do it because I'm like, I'm not making enough money. But oh my gosh, again, as soon as I started spending money, I started making more money. And it's just one of those stupid cheesy lines that you you get from, you know, those guys trying to teach you how to make money or trying to start a business. You know, like I feel like I hear that line a lot. You got to spend money to make money. And then it's like, I, I'm sat there thinking like, dude, I don't even have any money to spend. Get out of here with that, you know? (laughs) But seriously, find a way to just put away a few bucks a month and spend a little bit of money to make money. You know, I bought a keyword tool. Soon as I bought that, traffic started increasing. What happens when traffic starts increasing? You start making more money. And it's just like all that, it just became like a snowball when I started listening to those things that I had read before that I just put off and just thought just wasn't that important. And, and, oh, you know, that's like what, again, I'm kicking myself a little bit, but not because everything's a stepping stone and a learning experience. And, you know, I I think learning the hard way is sometimes not a bad thing. It's not all a bad thing. And yeah, well, you're going to remember it. Right, (laughs) right, right. And, 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 and sometimes you kind of have to learn that way to know if, spending that money was the right choice. Right. And I, and I struggled in the beginning going through all those free routes and, and not listening to what I was reading. And obviously it didn't work. And as soon as I started spending money, it started working. So I almost had to learn that hard way. And so if anybody's out there learning the hard way and just, you know, look back and see how long you've been learning the hard way, start spending a few bucks get that keyword tool, get a VA to help you do those tedious tasks, find, you know, your groove, like find a template exactly how you want to do things. And then just like, you know, make sure you stick to it so that your blog isn't all over the place, you know, start keeping track of things. And and yeah, as soon as I like stepped into that more organized realm and started spending a few bucks, like things just kept going from there and I haven't stopped and all has been very good. 
Yeah. And you've created a system and that I think that's what's really important because Mm -hmm. otherwise, like you said, it's just going to be all over the place. Mm -hmm. Now, Nina, you talked about how you were able to create income when you first started this. How are you able to continue to create income today? Well, I didn't create any income when I first started blogging. I was blogging for a while while I was still teaching English, freelancing for other sites and, and all of that. So that is how I guess I afforded the time for my blog. But going back to, again, I don't want to call it a setback or anything, but I was kind of almost holding myself back because while I was doing all those other jobs, you know, the blog was set on the back burner because um, it wasn't making me any money. And of course, after I was done teaching English and writing for all these other people who were paying me, I was, I was exhausted and, you know, I didn't pay attention to my blog too much. I definitely, it was scary to take the leap to kind of quit teaching online, which luckily is very easy to go back to. You know, I was like, okay, I just need to quit that because I'm making only a little bit of money on my blog. Just again, very little like random opportunities that happened to fall into my lap. And yeah, I guess I just little by little started quitting all those little side jobs so that I could make more money on the blog. And as soon as I started making a few extra bucks, I stopped doing that. I made a few extra bucks of the blog, stopped doing this. And I I just kind of kept going. And uh, at at that time, you know, I was living in Southeast Asia where it was very cheap. And then I also did go work in Australia where it's expensive to live, but I did a working holiday visa and you make very good money in Australia. So that also afforded me saving a lot of money in Australia. That was kind of, I think, my biggest turning point because I just worked, didn't travel. It killed me inside. I wanted to die, but it was so worth it (laughs) because I saved over 17,000 US dollars in 10 months. Wow. Which is a really large chunk of cash. And as soon as, and I, and I really wanted to take that and travel Australia, but I was speaking to my boyfriend about it. And we just agreed that that cash would be gone like this if we stayed in Australia, because it's not cheap. So we were like, we could take this money save it and then go somewhere else cheaper, do other, do other. I mean, even, even Europe could be a little bit cheaper than Australia, you know, just Australia is quite expensive, especially traveling around it. And so we decided to take it out of Australia and that money afforded me the time to really not be worried about a job, have money to travel, have money to eat and have a shelter over my head and just get the blog to where it needed to go. And after that, that's that's how I afforded my time to get my blog up to where it is today. Yeah, after Australia, I think I maybe got, went on a tangent there with your question. But <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the gist. <laughs> well, it got you to where you are now. So that's always good. <laughs> yes. And actually, I was um, telling Debbie, just uh, I was telling you, I'm like half talking to your listeners and half talking to you, I feel. <laughs> I was telling you how I just was living in a van in New Zealand. I didn't spend any money that I made recently on that entire trip because my boyfriend and I took only half of the money we made in Australia to live on. And we left the rest of it in our Australian bank account. And we just left it there and forgot about it. Oh my for God. Two and a half years. <laughs> it's been two and a half years since we've been in Australia. And so when we finally made the decision to go travel New Zealand, that is the money we used. So our two and a half year old money, which if you've ever found like a hundred dollars in your 
car or, you know, like if, I was what used to be a waitress back in the day. So like, you know, I'd find like random money or, you know, you find that $20 bill in the dryer. It feels free. Yeah. You know, you, you know, it's yours because it came out of your pocket, but it really, it felt free. You worked for it, but it was a long time ago and you forgot yes. the work. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> that must've been yep. so exciting. It was very exciting. So, I mean, obviously we didn't forget, forget about it, but we just let it sit there because we, we didn't need it because we were doing, you know, other, other jobs and, and just living cheap and live, we, we could, we, I live cheaper than if I was living in the States, you know, Tra- everybody thinks traveling is expensive, but it's, it's much cheaper actually. So yeah. And so that's how we went on that. Uh, we lived in a van for four months or so. And then we were in New Zealand for about five ish, four and a half. So awesome. So, yeah, and that was all money that was old, <laughs> free, I'll call it. <laughs> well, for you at that time, now it is free, mm-hmm. right? So, mm-hmm, exactly. Nina, let's fast forward to 50 years from now and you're looking back at your life. What legacy would you like to leave and what do you want to be remembered for? Oh, th- these questions are always so hard. <laughs> I'm going to have to like listen to this recording, you know, when I'm old and gray and see what I said and see <laughs> if I accomplished it. I, I, I almost... I, of course, everybody kind of wants to live this legacy, but I feel like this is so selfish. I just want to make sure I'm happy and that I that I did good and that I was happy with my life. And so far, I'm very happy with my life and the track that it's on. And like, I always tell my parents, you know, because, you know, even eight years later, they're like, be safe. Oh, my God, where are you going? <laughs> uh, you know, I'm like, listen, just know that if I were to ever die, I would die a very happy person right now. OK, it's like everything is fine. And so, you know, I, I, I can't even think about this legacy. I, I guess if I if I made myself happy and did well, people who saw that, you know, would see, I guess, my quote unquote legacy. But uh, for me, what I want to do is just be a happy person. I was the weird child who was like, I want to be a happy person. And I want to be a well-traveled person when I grow up. I legit said this to my mom when I was like, I think a teenager. So that is my goal. And as long as I reach that, which so far I am fulfilling, I would be very happy. So if people remember me by that, if that is my legacy, then I'm very happy. And hopefully that can be inspiring to some people. Hopefully some people can, you know, take that and think, well, damn, if that regular average girl can do that, then so can I, because I'm really nobody special. Like I'm just a regular person and I just like made all these things happen. And it's, you know, it does take a lot of work. So as long as you're willing to put in that work, then you can get there. And, you know, if I can leave that for somebody to be inspired by, then I will be happy. (laughs) That is such a good legacy to leave, especially for yourself and also for your future family and for them to be able to see that in you and your family right now to to look at your Mm -hmm. life and what your legacy would be as well for the future. So, Nina, are you Mm -hmm. working on anything currently that is really exciting to you? Honestly, I am kind of just chilling a bit. <laughs> I I just finished van life in New Zealand. I'm working on the blog. I have some more blog posts coming out about that. Speaking about Australia, I guess honestly, Debbie, you're going to be like the first person knowing this and your listeners. I <laughs> I just haven't told anybody because I'm just that person who waits to like the very last second just to make sure everything goes as planned. Everything's going as planned, but um, you guys will be the first to know, I guess. Like I'm just going to come out with like this little mini ebook that I wanted to get out there about working in Australia. And it's nothing novel or new, but I think it's definitely something Americans don't know about. And that's going to be my biggest angle. Like everybody in Europe, you know, people in the UK and 
maybe a few other random Asian countries. I, I don't know how popular it is there, but I, I know in Europe, it's super popular. Like everybody knows that you can go work in Australia and there's this working holiday visa opportunity and that you can do it. In the, in the States, like this is just not advertised. Nobody knows about it really. And it's definitely undercover kind of thing. Like, I didn't even realize that this existed until I started traveling and started talking to other people. So I'm coming out with this ebook to kind of help Americans like realize that there's this amazing opportunity there. And then I guess, you know, my twist on the book is you can save a lot of money. Everybody is like, oh, working holiday visa, which for any Americans, holiday kind of is another word for vacation for many people around the world. So, you know, and everybody is like, oh yeah, I can work and vacation. And it's like, yeah, or you could just work <laughs> because you can, you can make so much money. They pay very well. And yeah, the cost of living is expensive, but it doesn't have to be. My boyfriend and I averaged about like 800 US dollars a month each oh, wow. living costs. Granted, we had no life. We were not doing anything, but you better understand that we did have our beer at night. We had one watching our Netflix in our little shoebox apartment. You're not going to be living any lavish lifestyle. You're not going to be going on a road trip. None of that. We did none of that, but that's how we sit. And Okay. It sounds like I saved a lot. My boyfriend saved almost 30 grand wow. USD, not, not Australian dollar USD in less Crazy. than a year. So like we did, we did very, very well there. And so like, that's going to be my main point in the book. Maybe you're like, okay, I want to live this lifestyle and I just don't have the money. And it's like, okay, well you can go pick up, move to this other country, work and like save a lot of money. So that's my exciting thing that's happening. I'm kind of like bringing that out to you know, more people to understand. And it's going to be like, I guess, a semi inspiring book, but also a semi how to book. And, and, you know, I do have a lot of the info on my blog, but it's going to be more succinct in the book and it, there's going to be extra info. And yeah, so that's my exciting thing that I'm working on and it's taking forever, but it will happen. <laughs> <laughs> that's so awesome. We can't wait to read your ebook about that because that's really exciting too for a lot of people. And Australia is such a great country to, to be in. So that's double win right there. <laughs> mm -hmm. It is. It is. It's a very cool place. So Nina, if our listeners want to know more about you, where can they find you? Where in the world is Nina? Dot com and where in the world is Nina on Instagram? Where in the world is Nina on Facebook? And that's pretty much it. I mean, you can find me on Twitter, but not really. <laughs> um, <laughs> those are the three places. Where in the world is Nina dot com and the work abroad tab will help you out if you're interested in the whole working abroad thing, which is kind of what we've been talking about today. Yeah. That's 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 where you can find me. Perfect. <laughs> that's where I hang out. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Nina, for giving us all of these awesome tips. We really appreciate it. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed this interview with Nina. Make sure to visit theoffbeatlife.com. Again, that's theoffbeatlife.com to get the extended interview with Nina where she shares how to create a sustainable lifestyle as a digital nomad and how to afford slow travel. Hey, Offbeat family, I really appreciate you listening to this episode. I would love to hear more from you and what you think of the podcast. Suggestions on guests, topics we can discuss, or maybe you just want to be friends. Why don't we chat some more on Facebook at The OB Life or send me a message at hello at theoffbeatlife.com. I can't wait to hear from you.